Hey Val. Hey Al. Welcome to the Deep Commentaries trailer. Welcome to you and welcome to all our potential listeners. We're just two pals re-watching, reviewing, and reliving in the glory days of all Disney Channel original movies. Join us every other Tuesday for games, laughs, and chats about all of the hot dads. Looking forward to having you join us for D-Commentaries, as well as all of the other podcasts here on the Trident Network. Find us wherever you pod. Well, I love that move. I call that the uh, the seal. I call this one who farted. <laughs> uh, what's up, everybody? What's up, Twitch.tv slash The Triton Network. Thank you for tuning in live, or if you're listening to this on a podcast in the future, thank you also. However you are choosing to intake this, we love you, we appreciate you, we thank you. This is I Love Improv with Trent Dozier. I am the titular Trent Dozier, and we're back, baby! Oh my god, it's been so long. It's been... A month of travel throughout September for not only me, but our technical producer, Val Agnew, who I'm sure all of you heard uh, a little earlier because I just asked her a question. So why don't we bring her in now? Everybody say, what's up to Val Agnew? What's up, Val? <laughs> what's up, Trent? Oh, I'm so happy to be back. I Although I'd be lying if I said I hadn't seen you in the intervening time between our last episode and this yes. one. Uh, of course, we teased uh, about a month ago that Val and I would be seeing each other in person very soon. And that was, in fact, why we had to take off the whole month of September. Because first, Val and her wonderful husband, Michael, were celebrating their anniversary. And uh, they chose to do so at Disneyland. And you know who lives near Disneyland? <laughs> Me! So, uh, <laughs> along with former guest of the show and composer of the theme song, Nia D'Amelio, the four of us uh, went to Disneyland, and it was a blast. And then, lo and behold, but a few short weeks later, Nia and I found ourselves in Chicago, and we went over to Val and Mike's, hung out. It was great. It was great. It was so great. I can't believe I got to see you in person twice in a I while. know, especially since uh, I don't think I've seen you in person in like a year prior to that. <laughs> That is accurate. Well, we're here now. We're back on Zoom, which is mine and Val's preferred form of communication with each other. <laughs> uh, just kidding, of course. I love seeing Val in person. I love seeing all my friends in person. Um, of course, as we mentioned, this show, I Love Improv with Trent Dozier, is a part of the Trident Network. The Trident Network, of course, is a three-pronged provider of entertainment. One of those prongs is through podcasts, which, of course, this show is. One of those prongs is through uh, Twitch shows, which, of course, this show also is. And then one of those prongs is through uh, pre-taped video content, which technically this show also is. So I've said it before. I'll say it again. We're the perfect show, baby. <laughs> Uh, Val, we got some cool stuff coming up on the Trident, uh, network, the Trident network, uh, streaming and podcast alike coming up on Monday or last Monday. If you're listening to this on a podcast, I don't know. Uh, stu you know what? Tune in to the Trident network, uh, or twitch.tv slash the Trident network subscribe and you'll be notified anytime we're going live. Go ahead, Val. 
I was going to say, actually, you're right both times because Stupid Game, Stupid Prizes is doing an unprecedented back-to-back Monday. Unprecedented. Stupid Game, Stupid <laughs> Prizes, the most fun trivia on the whole of the internet. Um, also, The <laughs> Witching Hour is back on Wednesday, which will be next Wednesday, I'm assuming, because that's Wednesday right now. Yes. <laughs> At least Wednesday for those of us uh, live on Twitch. Um, maybe it is a Wednesday for you on a podcast. I don't know. Um, and then also something to look forward to October 24th. That's a Monday. Uh, there's going to be a special Trident Halloween trivia night live on Twitch. Val, would you like to speak to that a little bit more? Yeah. So, uh, it's participatory. So bring yourself, bring a team, however you want to do it. You can all be in one place. You can all be on a zoom and you can compete against people from all over the place. Uh, in your Halloween knowledge, wow. and I don't know, maybe maybe there will be a prize. S- Who knows? Sanderson sisters, that's got to be an answer, right? <laughs> Probably. Nice, <laughs> nailed it. Uh, okay, and then on the uh, on the podcast side, we have two new podcasts that have debuted on the Trident Network. First of which, Gone but Not Forgotten, about celebrities who died too young. Uh, and second of all, Stool Pigeons, a w- what's the proper word for it? Not board game. Tabletop, tabletop RPG, RPG uh, podcast. So those are both here now on the Trident Network. Go subscribe to those. Check those out. Um, two very different things, but two very cool things. And, of course, <laughs> we don't know when uh, the return will be uh, per se. I know that uh, some irons are in the fire, as they say. But Disney Adult just wrapped up another season. So go back, listen to those old episodes of Disney Adult. Stay tuned in for the new season. Of course, the host, Devin Henderson, previous guest of... I love improv with Trent Dozier. Uh, Val, any other final thoughts or should we get to this week's guest? I did forget one other thing, one other plug. Oh, please. Since, please we're, plug since we're hitting our two other branches, we had a new web series uh, come out oh. on our YouTube called Neat Freaks. Okay. Uh, all about professional I did see organizers. Something about this. Very fun. Yes. And it's a quick watch. Highly recommend watching their three season uh, or three episode season. Awesome. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about I'll, – I'll, I'll try to mention them. I'm writing it down again. I'll try to mention them again right now at the end. Great. Uh, or later, I should say, at the end of the episode. Uh, okay, Val, are we ready to do let's, some freaking improv? Let's do some improv. Enough jibber-jabber. Uh, this week, I'll, I'll, I'll give a very short introduction because I'm about to heaps, heap loads of praise upon him. Uh, this is someone who is one of the most important people in my improv life. Uh, easily a top five influence on me improvisationally. Uh, he molded my dirty little mind, and he created the improviser you see before you. Uh, please say hello to one of the owners, one of the founders of my home theater, Made Up Theater. Everybody, if you're in the chat right now, say what's up to this week's guest, Sean Taylor. Hey, hey Shawnee. I apologize for Trent. I apologize for his mind. <laughs> All the blame is on me. Uh, well, not all. Make there's a lot of blame to go around, but <laughs> yeah, we'll do this. The over the course of the next 45 minutes or so, we're gonna try to really make amends for the last decade and a half of me going wild on stage. I don't know if an hour will be uh, enough, but we're we're gonna yeah. dig into it. 
that's the time that we've allotted for ourselves today. <laughs> um, as I mentioned, Sean is, of course, one of the owners and founders of the Made Up Theater. And if you are watching this live on Twitch or maybe you're watching the video at a later date, but you can see behind him, Sean is at the Made Up Theater. Wow! I'm mostly here. Fremont, California. Because yeah. when I, uh, during the pandemic, when I taught, I taught just like in kind of like a living room, but also in the kitchen area as well. Mm-hmm. And I did that just because my room had bad Wi-Fi, so I was afraid of losing connection. Yeah. And generally when I taught was when Ben decided to cook. <laughs> and also when Ben would play Fortnite out in the living room. So during my class, he'd be like, God damn it. And just be like, no, no, good good scene, gang. So, uh... you know, I got an Ethernet connection here. Yeah. You know, I got, I got a nice little setup. It it's a better nice setup. Here. It's a better yeah. setup, and, and Ben can – be kept on his chain uh, back at the house and you can have free reign over at the theater uh oh Uh-oh. wow that's so funny because um, Sean just froze after talking about his graded <laughs> <laughs> alright folks we will be back momentarily stay with us hey, are you there Sean I think so <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Okay, so that's never happened before, I swear to God. The first thing I love about Sean Taylor is his comedic timing. Nothing funnier <laughs> than talking about how good your internet is right before your internet craps out. Oh. It's Comcast well, business. What can I say? <laughs> uh, honestly, better than Spectrum. Okay, moving on. Uh Sean, uh, we're glad to have you here. Of course, if you're listening to this on a podcast, it will be like no time has passed. But uh, for those of you in the stream, thanks for sticking with us. It was, it was, to be fair to Sean, only a mere couple of minutes. But um, here we are. And now, here we go. Sean. Yes. Are you ready to receive some compliments from me about your improv? No. <clears throat> okay. No. Well, we'll circle back to it then. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, uh, before my first, internet cuts out, man. Yeah. <laughs> Please say nice things before Please. my internet freezes. Um, of course, uh, Sean and I are about to do some improv, and we would love a suggestion for that. Now, before we get a suggestion, um, a, a water bottle would be a great suggestion, but what we are looking for here on I Love Improv with Trent Dozier is a heartier, meatier suggestion. So, like, Sean and Trent are two football players who are fighting over the last bottle of water and – Sean secretly wants to be a pirate, and Trent has uh, illegitimate children running around the state of Nevada. Whatever, something like that. Something deep, something in depth. Um, uh, something with meat on the bone for us to jump into right away. Uh, now, if you've seen Sean or I perform, great. Feel free to start throwing out suggestions now. But if you've never seen either of, either of us perform, um, I'm about to, as I uh, just alluded to, compliment Sean. And based on those compliments, that might inform what type of scene you want to see us do. I don't know. Uh, but as I teased, we're finally here. Sean, here's the compliments. Um, as I said, Sean, and this is not hyperbole, Sean is truly one of the five most important people to me in terms of shaping who I am now as a performer. Um, as a First of all, as a teacher – incredible i feel like you're very patient and understanding with everybody um and you also do a really good job of pushing students when they need to be pushed and this is like <clears throat> kind of a, a general thing but like 
you're very good. You're like a great um, moderator. Like if somebody says something offensive in class, you don't immediately jump on them or uh, go the opposite way and don't handle it um, like at all. You're very good at like if anything happens, positive, negative, whatever, you're always the person who I look to like, okay, what's Sean going to do here? Because he, he will lead us in the right way. That and, and I got to it. You're a great leader. You're a wonderful leader. Um, obviously, what you do for made-up theater is incredible. And then as a performer yourself, to me, you are truly one of the most versatile performers I've ever seen. And you are one of my favorite people to watch of all time. You can flip on a dime from the straight man to a wild character like nobody's business. And... I think the best part about you as an improviser is you are excellent, in my opinion, at doing all of those things. From straight man to wild man to everything in between, I, I'm never like, oh, Sean's being the straight man? Tough. Or Sean's being the wild man? Tough. Anytime you're doing anything, I'm just like genuinely, you're like the ultimate utility player, especially in made-up theater where I do feel like everybody has pretty defined roles myself included when i play with five play i feel like a lot of us have very defined roles and you're you're the most fluid of everybody and honestly that's the type of player i always strive to be is a fluid player a flow player a sean taylor player if you will i want to be someone who can navigate the show seamlessly you always you're also a great like uh, show manager you know what's happening you know what needs to happen you know what the show has had too much of or too little of um i mean i think i guess what i'm building to is i think you might be one of my favorite improvisers of all time and um and i think i i truly mean that and you love me i are you i love right now? and oh i God. love you oh i God. love you Sean. You finally i do said it. i do love you um i respect you i don't know if i love you but i do respect uh, okay. you sir. Okay. no i love sean um <laughs> And, um, yeah, once I start rambling, I think I should wrap it up. So those are all my nice things about Sean. Sean, do you think that was uh, too nice, not nice enough? Uh, did I nail it perfectly? What? How are we feeling? What are we thinking? Well, I don't know. Do I get to respond? Like, do I get to compliment you? If you want to, I typically rush away so that no one else can compliment me, but I guess the floor is yours. Oh, Trent. <laughs> No, like, I, I mean, I'll keep it short since we got a set to get into and my internet's probably going to cut out again. But um, I really appreciate, like, like you were the one person I feel like I took the quickest to, like, really, like, trust, um, mm. you know, outside of, like, the core owners. But even the core owners, when I first met them, like, I, some of them I were intimidated by. Like, I was very intimidated by Ben, for example. Yeah. But, um, like, when you were added, like, I felt like that innate sense of trust. Like I even remember like doing a three person show with you and Dustin. Mm -hmm. um, and we generally didn't do a lot of shows where like, oh, two people like five play, two of them are not here. It's just me, you and Dustin. I was like, ooh. Yeah. But I was also like, man, Trent is kind of filling in those roles really well. So we did actually like an, an improvised narrative. And I remember to this day what it was called. There was like some stone guy in the front and uh -huh. he asked the suggestion. He was just kind of like saying the title as though it was coming to his head. And he was just like, uh, yeah, Barney, the, the, the fat ass dinosaur who walked through a door or something like that. That's what the title was. And we took it exactly like that. And yeah, we just did like a really fun story where, you know, mm. it was just the three of us, you know, playing possibly multiple roles, but it felt so seamless. And it was like, oh, you know, we can do this not without like 
it doesn't always have to be the core four of us, you know, myself, Bobby, yeah. Ben and Dustin, you know, we can yeah. have people cycle in and fill in those roles. And, and I think you do an excellent job of filling in those roles while also like just being the lovable guy you are with that shirt. Oh my God. Oh, thank like, you. Like look at him. It compliment his shirt. <laughs> yeah. All 1000 of it's you in chat right shirt. now. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. We have 1000 people tuned in right now. Um, for those of you on a podcast, it's a bright orange shirt with pineapples all over it. Uh, you know, I'm living that Maui lifestyle every day that I can. Uh, well, thank you, Sean. I appreciate that a lot. Um, uh, you're, like I said, you're one of my favorite people to play with. Uh, okay, if you've got a suggestion, throw it into the chat, please. Please throw it into the chat. Um, if you've already thrown something into the chat, thank you. Uh, Val, how's everything looking? Uh, well, we have a, a suggestion from your one and only uh, if you'd like to run with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm great with that. I'm ready. Honestly, now that Sean and I have both complimented each other, I'm rocking and rolling ready to do some flipping improv with this guy. All right, let's do some flipping improv. Here is the suggestion. It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> you, your parents putting presents around the tree while your children are asleep upstairs. It was a long road to Christmas, but you made it. Mm. Okay. Thank you, Val. Thank you, Nia. Thank Who you. Can, Have fun, Nia guys. can probably hear me from the other room. Thank you, Nia. <laughs> David, turn the lights back on. Dude, we need to go to sleep. No, I, I can hear mom and dad. I still want to. I want to. I think we can probably. I think we can get down there. Jared, we need to be good children. Those presents could just disappear immediately. So go back to bed. Turn off your lights. I can't find. The, I can't find the switch. Jared. Okay, I've turned it off. Good. Go to bed. Okay. Tomorrow's gonna be the greatest day of our lives. Okay. We need to be respectful of the tradition. Be respectful. Get. Don't say that into my ear like that. David, are you still awake? No, I'm sleeping. Are you? But you answered me. Are you still awake? I said go to bed, man. Ah! Go to bed. I I, God! Want to, I can hear mom and dad down there. You think they're, they're? You think Santa's down there with them right now? Let me check. Mom and dad aren't even down there. What the hell? Then what are we... Are you hearing what I'm hearing or am I crazy? Do you think it's him? The big man? The big man. Dude, he could come up here any second, man. We, we, we know, like, what Santa does when he's... Uh, he, uh... <laughs> oh my God, just... I'm on pins and needles right now. No, you what you can keep talking. I just wanted to turn off my light in case in case, you know, Santa emerged. Oh my god. What did you ask for? I asked for um two dogs, twins, twin dogs, and then I asked for a new a new Tonka truck, one of those life size ones that I can drive around in the car or in, in the cul de sac I mean. Um, and then I also asked for uh, a new pair of rollerblades along with some knee pads and some elbow pads and some wrist pads so I don't 
scuff up too bad, and then I asked for um, a new baseball bat, and then um, I think I wanted like a, a Halloween candy, but at Christmas time. Oh my god! What did it, I did, did I do Christmas wrong? Yes, you did Christmas wrong. Do you know what I wish for? All <laughs> you of wish the, all of those same things, but for you. What? I'm not selfish, man. I want you to have a good Christmas. And then I hope that you want me to have a good Christmas. And then we all have a good Christmas together. Okay, I feel like you're tricking me because you asked me what I asked for. And you told me what you wished for. And those are two different things. Asking and wishing are two different things. And this feels like because you're three years older than me, you have three more years of knowledge. And it feels like you're trying to trick me in some way and make me make me seem like the bad guy. But I'm not the bad guy. <laughs> You know what? You don't deserve Christmas. No, I do. I've been equally good or bad. What are you doing? Don't go down there. Show's over. What? Take it. Take it away. Take all of it. No, Mom and Dad are David. No. Go. Who's even down there? (laughs) I can't get down from the top bunk as fast as you can get down from the bottom bunk. Christmas is canceled. Why? I didn't even... Because you decided to be selfish, Jared. I didn't teach that. I'm three years older than you, but I'm trying to impart my extra three years of experience on you. And the number one thing I say every night when we say our prayers is, dear God, let me not be a selfish being on this planet. planet. I know. And you say those with me, just like you just did. I know. I did it. I wasn't. You asked what I asked for. I'm you going to bed. What I wish for. This is no. This is crap. Turn your light back on. I can't reach your Dude, light. Don't touch my switch. I want to. Stop it. No, I want to talk to you. I don't I think Christmas. Talk. I just want to go to bed because tomorrow is just going to be a normal day. It's just a normal day. We're just going to no, have a normal day. Wake Christmas up. Day. Yeah, tomorrow's but, Christmas you know, day. Oh, it's Christmas day. No, it's a normal day. No, it's we're all December twenty sixth, buddy. No, Christmas is canceled here. No, I didn't do anything wrong. You're gaslighting me, probably. Oh yeah, I'm <laughs> gaslighting you. Probably, I'm not positive what that word means yet, but I've heard mom use it when talking to dad. I've heard mom and dad talk about it. Talk about gaslighting. Why do you think they're not here right now? Well, they're probably just, in... That was just bullshit, man. No one's downstairs. Santa wasn't downstairs. I just... I just feel like something's up. You think mom and dad are in their bed right now? And that's, and that's probably why we haven't heard them? Well, they probably definitely heard me. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. I mean, I yeah, feel like they just... Not here, you know, like I, I, I could see with my vision, the car keys are gone. Yeah. We had to, we had to make dinner for ourselves tonight. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. You got really good at making spaghetti sauce out of the can. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't get the spaghetti. 
No, I didn't mean that as it's kind of like spaghetti thing. spaghettios without the O's. Yeah, I didn't. I I I I don't mind eating like a marinara soup. I don't. I didn't need noodles are so heavy anyway in my tummy. You know. Yeah, I'm just. I'm trying. You know, I feel like. Look, I'm not saying this will happen, but if if mom and dad theoretically break up and get a. Di- Hold on. Don't okay, panic. Okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. Don't panic. I might need to step in. I got to be dad. What? You know, dad might leave. What if dad just goes to the East Coast? We're on the West Coast. He, he may never visit us. So the I got to fill that role. Yeah. Oh, that's so far away. You no. don't think it's you don't think it's possible, right? I mean, we're in Milpitas, and he's been talking about <laughs> uh, what's that place in South Dakota? South Dakota's not the East Coast. Oh, South Carolina. <laughs> South, oh, Carolina. South Carolina. Greenville. No. Oh, it's another Col- one. Columbus. Name a few more. Oh, that might be that might be the two South Carolina cities I know. Ra- Raleigh. Raleigh. Raleigh's in North Carolina. Damn it. Look, I'm just saying, he might be leaving. So when we make when we wake up tomorrow, it might seem like it's Christmas, but we'll know in our hearts that things are about to change. So will to be clear, it will be Christmas tomorrow. Well, on the calendar it will be, but in our hearts, who knows? But if like, but if mom and dad both aren't here. Isn't it logical to think that they're out together? And so maybe we won't. Maybe you won't have to be dad after all. Look, I hope that, Jared. That is the best case scenario. (laughs) Okay? Okay. But I want to be prepared in case I have to be. Now go to your room. I'm in my room. Well, go to your bed. <laughs> I'm in bed. I'm on the Turn top off bunk. your lights. Ugh. Good. So, as an adult now, I get to stay up late. What? And That's not no, fair. Off. Off. Thank you. I'm going to stay up late. What? That's not fair. Off. Ugh. I'm going to stay up late. Ah. <laughs> oh. Okay. I'm going to stay. That's not fair. No. God, you know what? You go to the spare room. What? No, the spare room's scary. I that's know. where dad. That's where dad keeps all his bones for science. Well, you need to go there as punishment because you're defying me, who might be your dad at some point. No, I know you think of us as just brothers, but we're we might need to redefine this whole relationship. Okay, and you need to look at me as dad. the authoritative figure. Don't talk back to me. Don't talk back to me. Turn your light off. Turn your light off. Turn your light off. You come up here and turn my light off. You'll never be my dad. I could, I could, I could beat you up. No, 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 David, don't leave. David, don't leave. David, 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 David. No, David, I'm scared. I'm scared. Even though all the lights are on, David, 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 I'm sorry. Dad, dad. Dad, Dadvid, Dadvid, I'm sorry. Can I call you Dadvid? Uh, you know, like you're my dad, but you're. 
Oh, no. David, something's happening with the lights. David! Okay, well, I didn't turn off my light, but it just went out. David, I don't... I feel like maybe something happened. Did you flip a switch or something? What the hell? David, there's a man! There's I've a, maybe... heard you've been bad this holiday season. <laughs> Is that true? Um, uh, sir, you find your father. Well, technically, I guess I was more defying my brother, who's trying to stake a claim as the patriarch of the family. Your brother trying to be a responsible adult, trying to take on a role that might be cast upon him without any notice, and you, you linger in adolescence. You are naughty. I don't mean to be in... David! (laughs) David! Turn off my light? No, nobody did that. Something... I didn't turn on my light. I think I was... I I want to splash some water in my face. I feel better now. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe I was being a little rough on you. I feel like I I gave you a lot of stuff to soak in. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like... I'm soaked. What? I'm soaked. I know. I gave you a lot of emotions. Like, I mean, you Mm-mm. don't want your brother coming in and saying your no. parents might get divorced. No, and... David. Mm-mm. Huh? I'm s- literally. I'm trying to apologize to you. No, and you just I make know. this about you. No, oh, I'm not. No, I'm literally soaked. David, I'm literally. I peed my. David. <laughs> David, it's wet up here. And the guy looked like Ronald Reagan. What are you doing, Jared? <laughs> Actually, it's more like Nixon. He looks more like Nixon. Jared, don't compare me to American presidents of the past. I'm in the now. I'm in the present. And you Uh, are not changing to better your future. When your brother returns, I expect you to apologize. I'm soaking again, David. David. All right. Please. You turn up my light again. I didn't. I'm trying really hard, Jared. I'm trying to be a good... I'm sorry. I'm trying to be a good brother. I'm sorry. I'm... Please. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Um, I think Richard Nixon was in here, and he was... (laughs) Richard Nixon was in here telling me about how I'm a bad kid, and then I peed the bed twice. Jared, that that's that's silly. Like, I just left for like two minutes. I know, but that Nothing... was all the time Richard Nixon needed. Richard Nixon is not alive. Why would he be? Look, that's what I think. That I think that's what I'm saying. I think the ghost of Richard Nixon was telling me. <laughs> does Richard Nixon have an important connection to Santa Claus or Christmas? Is that why he's here? Is he our most Christmas-related president? Is that why I'm being punished in this way? Is he, like, was he born on December 25th? Or did Watergate happen on December 25th? Or is he, like, no, David! No! (laughs) David! Oh, no. Oh, no. No, David, the lights went out again. Oh! 
<laughs> Seems like you aren't changing, Jared. It's Are just you like ready to change. Am I crazy or is it like the way the light hits your face? You look exactly like Richard Nixon right oh. now. Oh. Do I? I not so much now, but when you go, no, definitely not now. Oh. But uh, when you look the other way, the way. The, yeah, but yeah. I and because of it, just looked like. Be that. a good boy, Jared. <laughs> I'm so. I'm sorry. I just want to be a good boy. I got you a present. Thank you, Dad. You called me Dad? Yeah, I just want to be a better boy. Whether you're my brother or my dad, it doesn't matter to me anymore. I just want you in my life and to help me be safe. Oh, man. Just call, call me brother. Like, okay. hey, what you wish for for Christmas... Maybe you're going to find something special in there. This is for me? Yeah. A baseball bat? Oh, it's a Louisville slugger. Oh my god, there's more stuff in here. Let's keep going. It's, it's all the... It's all the stuff that I had mentioned earlier. Yeah, like, say what it is as you take it out. It's every single item that I mentioned earlier. Oh, yeah, just reach in, pull it out so I can see it. Rollerblades! Yeah. Every single thing I said before is in here. Jared's Wrist guards! Yeah. Knee pads! Elbow pads! All the other stuff that I wanted is in here, too! Did you get the Jeep? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah? Pull it out! It's already charged, man. I charge it all night because I want this to be the best. Wait, there's there's two more things in there. Dang, they're both in there. <laughs> it's it's look in there at the very bottom. The, wow, the other two things I wanted are in here. The, the two twin Pomeranians you wanted. Oh yeah, that's Remember? what I wanted. Live dogs. Oh my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you, hey. David. <laughs> I just I, I again I. Don't call me dad. Well, you didn't. You called me David again, which is good. Yeah. Because I don't want to be your dad. I want to be your brother. I think I'm going to name my dogs David and Jake. Wait, was that my name? <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the scene. Wait, was that my name? Jared. I don't think so. Jared. 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 I knew it started with a J. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Nia knew your name. <laughs> <sighs> Whoops, forgot. I was I was waiting with bated breath to see if you could remember a single thing that you had mentioned oh, at man. the top of the seat. It took me long. I remember the uh, first two things. Okay, that's funny cuz I remembered I remembered the baseball bat and the rollerblades and everything that came with that. So okay. you remembered the first half and I remembered the second half. Yeah. So it actually worked out perfectly. Yeah. 
I stopped listening <laughs> about like and generally in my scenes about halfway through every sentence. Yeah, that may, and for me that <laughs> makes a lot of sense because I don't start I don't start listening until about halfway through every sentence. Oh, we just yin and yang, man. We yeah, so we're perfect. Well. Oh, perfect. well, Sean, that was an absolute blast. Um, yeah, that was easily the the most like uh uh use of space that anyone has done on this show and obviously you know i would say i'm here yeah (laughs) that's why i'm here because i have space now and i can play in it i would say i would say like probably nine times out of ten um the performer on the other end is like me sitting in a chair with um headphones on and as you can see if you're on twitch my headphones are uh corded so i'm attached i'm literally attached to my laptop um that looks but, like a cord you bought at like CVS. <laughs> no, these are my these are my Beats by Dre that I've had for 15 years that are literally falling apart. Um, actually, I do think my my headphone they, fell apart at the end of the last episode. It oh. it yes. fell apart. Yeah, it's fallen apart twice on the show while we were live. Well, I've had them for a long time. <laughs> um, but never have we had someone on airpods and standing i feel like we've had seated airpod people if that makes sense Uh um and of the couple people who have stood i feel like they've been you know i i remember rudy was standing and noah was definitely standing um yeah and uh uh one other oh no you think about it val joran yes Joran. joran was standing and I mean, honestly, Noah and Joran were, like, two of the first three episodes, I think, so I was still figuring out what was going on. Rudy, I think, is the only true example of someone, like, really using their space, and him and I got in a fight across uh, our screens and stuff, and that was really fun, but, like, just um, to be able to see you, if you're listening to this on a podcast, honestly, seek out some of the clips or even the full set, because, like, watching Sean walk away and use the door and then... I, I mean, you couldn't see this, but Sean, if you're on a podcast, I should say, um, but Sean was, like, changing the lights in the theater and stuff, and there was, like, a red lighting, and it was it was really cool, and just, like, I mean, Sean, I think that set is a perfect example of what I love about you as an improviser, which is, like, you could stand around and talk and do improv all the live long day, and there are people who do that, and there are people that are great at that, but, like, you are so physical in not just like throwing your body around necessarily, but you're so physical in like using the space and using the tools provided. And I feel like that's something I love to do in when I'm on a stage. And um, I mean, like I've said, you're a huge influence on me and watching you do all that stuff. Now I was like, yes, this is still the same performer who influenced me to make those same moves like 10 years yeah. ago. And I'm still making those moves today so it was really cool to see you yeah, use the space this is like, like my first i guess prolonged zoom show like a lot of our shows during pandemic yeah we opted to do um myself ben and bobby we live together so we opted to do in the room improv in our yeah. living room and kind of stream it on like twitch and youtube and stuff mm-hmm. um the only like scenes i did on zoom were mostly like in classes like when i yeah taught. like i always try to do like an, uh, a scene when in my introductory classes i always like to try to do a scene with them on like the first or second day yeah just to kind of show them like hey you know I- i'm here to support you i'm here i got your back i'm never gonna like throw you under yes. the bus i'm here to accept your offers and you know even though you don't know me well it's like you can trust that i'm here to make you look good and i trust that you'll make me look good as well 
And it's just kind of like, it's fun. I love performing with like people who are newer to improv because they don't have all those rules attached to them. They're very natural. Yes. And yeah, like, you know, the more people get into it, 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 it like, you know, it's still fun to perform with very advanced people, but it could be a little bit more complicated because mm-hmm. you know, they have a specific style. The people coming in first day, they don't have a style. They're just playing kind of close to themselves or more naturally. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. You know, I, I could do a scene like this for, you know, 30 minutes with just you and you don't have any improv or theatrical experience but you're just very easy to like you listen to me you accept my offers and you're not thinking of like you know a game or you're not thinking of like when we can get to another beat in the scene or something um so it's always fun to like do that like a lot of the times when i did zoom shows i was mostly just hosting them because i was mm-hmm. kind of like the tech guy and i yeah. knew how to press like the start streaming button that kind of didn't work <laughs> yeah. and transition very well to like me performing um and also like i wanted to let the cast kind of do it during pandemic we didn't always have the opportunity to get them together so the yeah. focus was on them more so than me because it's like i was still performing pretty frequently every week uh, mm-hmm. obviously in my you know with ben and bobby so you know it like i i i always like like I, I can't like sit down and improvise. I even like in classes, like when I see people or just in shows, like when I see people sit down, sometimes I'm always like, oh, please don't be there forever. Cause I feel like there's just yes. much more stuff to explore. Um, and I see like, it, like the traditional improv scene that kind of makes me think, oh, please don't let this be the whole scene is, oh, have a seat. You know, like the scene starts with, let's sit down and talk about something. Yes. Which is fine. Like, again, the words and scenes can be great and like so memorable, but I always like to make scenes visually stimulating mm-hmm. um, as well. Like I think that your your scene should be understandable to someone who can't see and someone who can't hear. Equally. Yeah, they should be able to oh. like understand. And you know, when we're just standing and talking to each other, it could be like 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 someone who can't hear. They're like, "What is happening right now?" Yeah. But when you use your space, use your physicality and emotions and stuff, then it's just it shows so much more. You know, and it's yeah, just, it's just fun. It was fun for me to just play. To, to that whole like like you yeah. talking and me just leaving and just you know I, I like at first when I came in it was being like the the other character I was I was kind of thinking maybe I was still just being my character but just trying to scare you now uh-huh but I like that it kind of just turned into just I'm this demon who just comes out and just kind of like is a reflection of just your inner turmoil yeah. as a child and then coming back in and to just kind of reset it kind of made more sense for that to happen uh-huh um and yeah, it, I, I was, I wasn't even. I was just like, oh, we're in bed. I have a button here for my light, and I was just like, I'll just turn it off to see what happens. And I was like, oh, this actually looks pretty good. Yeah, it and, did. Yeah, I, I didn't it do that. I didn't think really about cool. that. And it was fun that you adapted too. You know, and just even though you couldn't find your switch at first, <laughs> I mean that's fun because it was just like surprising. And I, um, I like to surprise people, and I like people to surprise me. I think that's yeah. the fun about improv. I totally agree. That I that is my favorite thing is getting surprised whether it's by my scene partner or you know by myself like feeling those moments of surprise is like so rewarding um i love what you said about not so cam and i uh former guests of the show cam hurt who we all know the three of us being we all know um if you know cam you know cam um (laughs) but cam and i at our most recent show that we did we it was essentially a, a dance competition and we weren't allowed to, like, if you stop dancing, then you're eliminated. And we did that for our full 15-minute set. And within that, we played a bunch of different characters. So it was all, like, you know, very physical. We were running around. Obviously, made-up theater a huge influence on me in that way. Um, and after the show, we were talking to one of our friends, and he was like, I feel like 9 out of 10 of the improv sets I do, 
it starts with someone saying, or it starts with like one or two people pulling chairs forward and sitting down and then trying to figure out what it was. And Cam, I love Cam, obviously. And he said in response, uh, cause he knows me so well at this point, he said, yeah, I typically never grab a chair to start because I know Trent won't grab a chair. And, <laughs> and he's right. I hate, I honestly feel like the, the scenes and the shows that I feel the worst about individually in my own individual performance are shows where I do start seated. So I love starting up and like, I, obviously this is a different medium, um, podcast and Twitch and stuff. And like, I like, I can't trust my AirPods cause it'll keep connecting to my phone or some weird stuff. So I use these corded headphones and then, so I'm like locked into the laptop per se. And there, I definitely wanted to like fall out of the top bunk at some point, but I also like, uh, it's, you know, my cord, if you can see here is fraying at yeah, the thing. So I didn't want to literally <laughs> rip the cord out and yeah. then, you know, so all these thoughts were going into my mind and I'm Val knows this. I try to still play as physical as possible on this. And I, I feel like I do a pretty good job, but that's all just a long winded way of saying you and me are aligned on, on that. It's, it always feels better for me to like start with activity. And like when you're seeing a show, it's not just like what people are saying on stage. You're watching everything that's happening. And, like, uh, uh, upstage, downstage, you're watching the people in the wings, too, if they're not actively in the scene. So, like, you always got to be thinking about what everybody's seeing. And, like, as a performer, I want to, like, if I'm on the wings, I want to look engaged so they'll see me and re-engage, you know. And if I'm in the show, I want to be, like, you know, if you're an actor, you are – if you're a background actor, you're not just, like, doing your own thing. You're reacting to what's happening or whatever. And even if you're not the focus in the improv scene, you can be reacting to what the main people are, you know, talking about in any, giving, any given moment. And, um, yeah, honestly, Cam and I have gotten a lot of compliments on our physicality over the last six months, especially here in L.A. Um, and uh, every time, truly, Sean, I do think, like, this is my – this is my made up theater base because I that was like almost part of the teaching there. And it didn't feel like I did made up theater and then I went in Chicago and took all these classes and we were, you know, like encouraged to be physical, I would say, I guess, but we weren't taught how to be physical, if that makes sense. And mm -hmm. I felt like not just you, but all four of you did a really good job of like yeah, channeling that energy and, for and I mean for me specifically. Channeled yeah, and it, it does, perfectly. And physicality doesn't need to be like death defying, you know, like No, it like, doesn't. If I play, for example, we do some stuff that I'm like, we might die. You know? Yeah. And I always tell people, like, oh, I want to improvise like you, and I'm just like, No, no, don't do that. You <laughs> no, you do not. Because there's been a few times and it, it's like we, we do an extreme thing because there's trust built in. Like obviously yes. the stuff we do we we've known each other for like over a decade, if not more. And mm -hmm. we have that built in trust where like if something goes wrong and like an injury happens, so it's just like, well, that that's a risk we decided to take. But you should yeah. never assume that everybody's gonna take that same risk. But no. anytime I like teach improv, it's the physicality is just like like just grab something in the scene, you know? Yeah. Or share an activity or just do something, you know. I always tell people the easiest way to start is just in silence, just silent activity, mm -hmm. eye contact, starting to get those little subtle like gifts that start to you know, imply what your relationship might be or how you feel about each other. And then when that line comes out, it's got so much more meat on the bone as opposed to just like, oh, hey, uh, want to sit down? <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's just like. It, Grab it, a seat. 
I'll yeah, also grab a has, seat. Oh, man, so many of those scenes. And, you know, it's not a bad thing, again, like I say, but there's just so much more that can be found in your space rather than feeling like you're just bound to, like, one spot on stage. You yeah. Know? Even, like, not even just, like, physicality but i also tell people like you know i encourage them to like also move across the stage and like yes. show more than one spot spotlit area you know because there could be something really important that you can discover on stage right or stage yeah. left and you'll mm -hmm. only know if you actually deliberately get up and like go move somewhere and you know have your scene partner join you or whatever um it also just kind of shows like you know just kind of shows like a transition sometimes to a to a new moment or just a new discovery just yeah. like that sense of movement because on stage we are kind of bound to one location but we can show transitions to new moments or the next beat of the scene with actually physically you know transferring ourselves on stage and it's just something that like i feel like we get stuck when we're stuck we're not moving we are yeah. literally stuck on the ground and that start, starts to now be like, oh, I'm stuck in my head now because I'm stuck in the ground. And a lot of it has to do with we don't know where we are. We're just in a blank void mm -hmm. and like actually physically moving or grabbing something or at least like physically interacting with your partner in some way. That's when it's like I'm not stuck anymore because I know I know what's going on and I know yeah. how I feel. I want to go back to something that you said early on, which is that you do a scene with your students. And I think, first of all, I've never had a teacher or even a coach yeah. do that ever. Um, so I want to just, first of all, remark on how uh, cool that is that you do that, because I think that if I had had more teachers who built that mm. trust and showed that level of humility right out of the gate, um, I probably would have gotten a lot more out of a lot more of my improv <laughs> classes. Um, I also, I think that that sort of shows as well that you um, are into like showing rather than just telling. Uh, which I think, you know, I, I think that like part of why, I mean, Nia also said in the chat that like we are taught in Chicago to be grounded, mm -hmm. which is probably why we sort of tend to be more cerebral mm -hmm. and less like physical, um, which has its moments and merits as yeah. well. But like we don't, I, I can't think of a lot of teachers that I had or coaches that I had that were really, really physical or that used the space in their own yeah. shows and certainly not in class. Um, or rehearsals. So I like, it's cool to me that you are uh, taking a different approach and it's kind of neat to like, find out that there are different, like sort of cultures of improv, you know, in different places, like that's cool. But it's also really neat that you're like walking the walk, like with your students and for mm. your students to see, um, cause that's how they're going to get it themselves. Yeah. Like if, if they're just being told to do something, but they never see you do it, it's so much harder to internalize yeah. that and do it yeah. yourself. My first teacher was kind of a mystery to me. Like I didn't see him perform maybe for like six months after I started taking his classes. It was more of like a college course. So the class actually went around six months, but like, like there's an element of sometimes you just want to see your, your teacher do something on stage. And I wasn't, I didn't always do this. I actually started doing scenes with, with my students um, during the pandemic. Because I was like, oh, you know, this is already like a little bit strange, a little awkward at first. So it's like, well, maybe I'll make it a little less awkward by doing a scene with them. So yeah. I can kind of like help them, you know, get on the track of just knowing, you know, kind of understanding what who we are, what we're doing and where we are and stuff like that. Um, so it was a product of that. And like, that's the cool thing about the pandemic, even though it made improv very tricky. I mm -hmm. learned a lot, especially as a teacher, like because. You know, there's so much things that could be distracting in the world, but just like in a Zoom, you, in a Zoom meeting, you have to focus on the person with you. 
and not be distracted by the stage or by other things happening or the audience, for example. And it was, I don't know, it was like a lot of stuff I learned. It wasn't like a perfect experience because like most improv teachers, we were just kind of thrown into it yeah. and just had to figure it out along the way. But it was just kind of interesting to like, you know, be like starting to improvise with them as a way. And I was like, oh, I should do this more. And when I started teaching back here, I was like, oh, let me just keep doing this. And I don't do it like constantly. I just do it kind of like on the second day generally as a way to just right. be like, you know, because I don't want to take up their stage time or like, you yeah. know, make it, you know, I want to make it equal for their participation on the stage. But just being like, hey, let's let's just do a scene. All of you are going to do one scene tonight with me. And that's how we close the second day. And it's just kind of, it's so fun. Just like these people, like, again, they're just such clean slates. And yeah. also like, it's also the, the day two that I do is strictly revolving around object work and physicality. So we're also exploring the environment together, you know, cause sometimes like if you're improvising with new people, that's the first thing that they generally don't do is understand where they are yes. or what they're doing. It's just all talking. So I was like, well, in this sec day two, our last thing we're going to do tonight is I'm going to do a scene with you and we're going to start with physicality, start with some shared object work and try to maintain it as well during the scene. And I don't know, it just, I think it helped them connect to the scene so much more and it gave them context for how they felt and what they were going to say. And, you know, it, it's a learning experience, but, and a lot of people may not do it because they think they suck. Like they suck at pa uh, pantomime. Yeah. It's just like, we're not professional like clowns or yeah. mimes or something yes. like no one's gonna go to clown school for the benefit of improv we just kind of figure it out on stage and just like you know learn along the way there might be shows where you do something physically missing that you've never done before so it's not gonna be perfect but it's not meant to be perfect it's meant to it's meant to be a little bit flawed because you know it's it's that discovery factor mm -hmm. we're discovering it for the first time and now it's like okay let's do this thing on stage and not worry about judgment of like oh we think the audience thinks this is stupid or we're yes. not doing it right because whatever it, it's flawed but it's at least connecting you to like your scene and your scene partner yeah i yeah. i honestly haven't really thought about this till right now and something that you just kind of coalesced for me sean was that Improv really is, like, a combination of, like, acting, clowning, sketch, stand-up. It, it, it feels like everything, and it's, like, the perfect medium. Whichever one of those avenues you want to explore, it's a great jumping-off point, a great base to go into any one yeah. of those four fields. And, um, and people want you to know that, too. Like, if you're an yeah. actor and they're like, oh, you improvise? That's awesome. Yeah. Like, voice acting especially, which is some that I've been doing a little bit like that's a big plus on your resume because like in voice acting you're sometimes for your audition lines given just five lines that have no context whatsoever and you're supposed to find your way in oh. a lot of that comes from improvising yeah just like this line you got to think about who you are what you're doing where you are and just make it your own it may not be right people listening to it would be like that's a bold choice and they made a specific choice even though it's not like what's written in the script mm -hmm. you know based on the context of the other lines they see that you bring that in and they're like oh man well if i direct them in the right path then they, they're gonna they're gonna know it you know because they have the ability to play so many different sides of you know the character in the scenario so it's it's a plus for everybody yeah and i think in life too you know professional yes pro personal lines just knowing how to improvise it's just like like a lot of people think it's for comedy or acting. No, it's just it's for life. It's for like communicating. Yeah, like that's 
it helped mm -hmm. me burst out of my shell. I was a very introverted kid and I didn't have a lot of friends and just learning improv brought me out, yeah. you know, and gave me a sense of like, oh, I can I can do stuff. I can yeah. interact with people and not feel like I'm being stupid, um, which all comes from that self judgment. Yeah. And, I don't know it's it's kind of magical to like learn that at least just in that introductory course i think that's a big focus for us here is just getting people being comfortable improvising you know it's like uh mick napier said is it's not it's the art of not d knowing what you're going to do or say but being completely okay with it yeah and that's 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 the thing that's a plus <laughs> of intro to improv is getting people to be okay improvising mm. well live here on twitch we've slowly crept wow. past the top of the hour so we'll wrap Has it, it up already here, been but... an hour that's crazy i know i it mean must have been like I must have disconnected for like 30 minutes. <laughs> honestly, I, the scene was so fun. And then this conversation afterwards, I've uh, honestly, arguably, I've loved even more than the scene itself. But both of those two elements Son were so, <laughs> both of those, well, you know, I love to talk about improv. Um, I also love to do improv. <laughs> I love improv. Um, but both of those things have been so fun that I <laughs> legitimately forgot that we had that little snafu there. Um however many hours ago since we've been here for so long. Never happened before. And it'll never Only. happen again. No. Never. That's improv, baby. Uh, Sean, as I mentioned many times, is one of the founders and owners of uh, Made Up Theater. Made Up Theater is, of course, located in Fremont, California. As I said, it is the theater that raised me, that brought me up right. Um, Bobby August Jr., uh, one of the owners, he's previously been on the show, if you'll recall. And then I also hope to have Ben and Dustin, who are both name-dropped on this um, on future episodes. But uh, visit madeuptheater.com for more info on all things Made Up Theater, and that is theater with an R-E, not an E-R, because... That's how you Fancy. do it. Um, they have shows every Saturday night in Fremont at 8 p.m. That that show is called, specifically, is called uh, Laugh Track City, which is a short-form show, but I love short-form. I mean, Val is a comedy sports player here in Chicago, or there in Chicago. I'm here in L.A. Um, and I, I love short-form. I've always loved short-form, and um, some of the best short-form you can see is at Made Up Theater, in my humble opinion. Um, and of course, Five Play is the name of the group that the uh, the owners go under. The Made Up Theater cast, of course, is uh, bigger than just the four of them. Um, but if you would like to see Five Play, it's always a treat when you do. Uh, the next two special Five Play shows are on Friday, October 21st at 9 p.m. at Made Up Theater, of course. And then... Uh, Friday, December 2nd, also at 9 p.m. at Made Up Theater. And if you're in town in Fremont or the general Bay Area on that December one, uh, there might be a special guest uh, in the Five Play show, and it's me is who I'm talking about. I'm the person. Oh, man, you promised it. You better deliver, buddy. I know. Now that you I promised it, live. <clears throat> good. Give me a reason to go there. Um, so visit Made Up Theater for all things on that. And also um, follow Made Up Theater on YouTube. They stream all their shows. Um, they now have a great setup that, you know, obviously got set up during the pandemic. And it's awesome. I've tuned in a couple times. Um, it's always good to see my old friends doing some prov. I love that. And something that we didn't talk about earlier, Sean, but listening to you talk made me think about this. Um, on the Made Up Theater YouTube page, Sean actually has been doing this for years now. He's got a great series of videos called Mutt 
tips, uh, MUT, M-U-T, which is, of course, short for made-up theater. Um, but it's just these series of short videos that are all improv tips, and they're so good and so insightful. Obviously, if you listen to Sean for the last 15 minutes here, you know how, like, thoughtful he is when it comes to improv. Um, so go back, check those out. Those are, like, evergreen, timeless. You can pop into those anytime you want to, and, you know, you don't have just to— know. If you type in mutt tips in YouTube, it's going to take you to Madden Ultimate Team Tips. Oh, that's, that's not... not me because I didn't think about SEO when I created the channel. Okay, honestly, I thought you were. I thought you know what? I'll tell you off what I thought. I'll okay. tell you when we log off what I thought you were saying. Uh, so go to madeuptheater.com for all information on shows, their YouTube page, and uh, I think you guys had your last sign up for classes of the year but circle back to 2023 if you're looking to take improv classes i mean especially an intro class or a beginner class like sean i think you typically teach those and anybody you get at made up theater will be great but as i've said sean one of my favorite teachers of all time um he's great love you buddy thanks for doing this thanks, sean. man thanks val thanks trent i really appreciate you bringing me here finally made it work yeah this is actually my my partner's birthday oh happy so birthday I, I manny I wasn't going to come, but he is traveling back from uh, Houston. He had to go there for the last few days. So you got lucky. I did. You got lucky, buddy. Wow. I'm the white whale, but you got me. I, it, Sean Actually, knows this. <laughs> I've asked Sean probably three or four times, and every time. The day before the Well, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> well, at least this time you gave me, what, like three days? That's better. Yeah, I, like I gave it. you more notice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, check out Made Up Theater. I love it. Uh, it's the best it has my heart. It always will. Um, and then also, you know, of course, visit thetridentnetwork.com for more information on all things Trident, live shows like this, podcasts like this, or pre-recorded content like this. And, of course, as I mentioned earlier, don't forget to check out the uh, new web series on the Trident Network, Neat Freaks. Lock into that. It's fun. Um, Val, thank you as always. Uh, it was great to be back here with you. Sean, Sean, so this was great. great. Um Oh, okay. For the rest of the month, due to assorted travel and s certain members of the team may or may not need to have a tooth extracted. I'm not saying if it's me or Val, but <laughs> Val seems like her hygiene's probably better. Um, for the rest of the year, which will only be two more months, um, uh, our shows will be the first Wednesday of the month, and then Val and I will reassess um, and go from there. But uh, those two dates are November 2nd and December 7th, I believe. We'll be back live on Twitch um, at the at the normal time. Yes, November 2nd and December 7th. Okay, Val, anything else or is that everything? Well, I put your link to your uh, oh family reunion. Oh, my goodness. And, Thank uh, you so much. Chat. Yes. Thank you, Val. If you're in the local Los Angeles area on the final Wednesday of this month, which is the 26th, I believe, or maybe the 28th. No, it's the 26th. Um, whatever the final Wednesday of the month is, 7 p.m. It's the 26th. October 26th, 7 p.m., the Yard Theater, Los Angeles, California. Cam and Trent's family reunion rides again. Uh, if you have the opportunity to come check out the show, we would love it. Tickets are only $8, so pop on down, see some improv, see some stand-up, see some sketch. It's great. Uh, we love it. Sean, I love you. Val, I love you. But most importantly, love I love oh, Improv! Thanks for listening to I Love Improv with Trent Dozier. 
please like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you listen. And be sure to subscribe to and follow the Trident Network on Twitch. I Love Improv with Trident Dozier is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about the Trident Network's videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. You can also support the podcast by donating to the Trident Network's Patreon at patreon.com slash thetridentnetwork. The I Love Improv live stream features technical support from Val Agnew. The theme music was composed by Nia D'Amelio, and the podcast was edited by me. We return on Wednesday, November 2nd, live on twitch.tv slash the Trident Network at 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Central, and 9 p.m. Eastern.